prehistoric, 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 Welcome, everybody, to Prehistoric Podcast number three. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. It's safe to say that somebody has been waiting for a moment for seven straight days. Did everybody have a good time learning more about what we were doing this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody, I want you to say your name, and I want you to pronounce how you think we pronounce this week's prehistoric creature. Who wants to start? Eucalyptus. Okay, good. Sophia, what did you think? Eucalyptus. Okay, yeah. That's Can you say it, August? Eucalyptus. Yeah, and Marcus, do you want to try to pronounce it? Eucalyptus. Yeah. I so badly wanted to come to this podcast to say the name one time, ask if we could just call it Jake, because I thought for sure it was going to be a Jakeolopterus. Yeah, uh-huh, me too. So why is it Yeekolopterus? Does anybody know why it's spelled that know. way and it's ye? Because the person who found it was named Yekel. Yeah, so it's spelled that way, but it's pronounced Yekel. Why is that? Where is this person from? Germany. Germany. Otto Yekel. Yeah. Who was Otto Yekel? It's okay. A scientist. Yeah, he was. He was a German paleontologist, right? Yep. But he's not the one who discovered the Yekelopterus, was he? Um, I only remember being Brady. Simon Brady was one of them. Does anybody know the name of the other fella? It's Marcus, it's Marcus Poshen. Yeah, Marcus Poshman. Marcus, just like Marcus of our podcast. Woohoo! I think that's a really interesting way to start is to say that the name of this animal is named after a paleontologist, not the paleontologist that found the creature. Why do you think that is? Why do you think Simon Brady and Marcus Poshman found this Eucalopterus and decided to name it after a different German paleontologist? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't find anything either, but why do you think? I would say to keep it confidential, but no. (laughs) I I just wonder if maybe, I don't know much about Otto Jekyll, but I wonder if he's like a really famous German paleontologist and they decided to maybe dedicate this animal to him. Yeah, that would make sense. Maybe these fellas found the claw, but then Otto Jekyll was the one who was able to determine maybe what this animal was and... Yeah. Ecolopterus um, is bigger than my daddy. Yeah. How big did the Ecolopterus get? Um, about eight feet. I had to change it from the metric system. Thank you for doing that for us this, this week. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Eight feet. Yep. Eight, eight feet, Marcus? Is that what you had to? It says it right here. The Ecolopterus can reach the ceiling. That's exactly what we talked about, too. We were trying to think about what is eight feet tall? And what did we do? Yeah, we measured, too, the floor to the ceiling. A lot of houses have eight-foot ceilings, so that's about how tall the Ecolopterist was. It's for really tall people. Yeah, I kept thinking, like, you know, I'm an adult. I'm a little less than six feet tall. And I think, oh, six feet to eight feet, that's bigger, but it doesn't seem like it's that big. But then when I stand up in our house and I realize if I was a Ecolopterist, my head would touch the ceiling, that feels a lot bigger. 
how did they decide how how tall they think it got? How big they think it got? How did they come up with that? Um, they used the claw and kind of estimated if this were on an arthropod or a you, uh, I can't pronounce it, a Eurypterid, yeah. um, it would have to be about eight feet long. Yeah, I think that's the case with a lot of times, the ones we know most about are the dinosaurs. They don't have many full dinosaur fossils. They have pieces of them that they then put together to make a dinosaur, or they have just one thing like a skull or a foot mm -hmm. or a claw. And then they look to similar things that had that same feature and they figure out the ratio. So if a smaller Eurypterid had a claw that it was one inch and its body was 20 inches, then they think the ratio from claw to body is about one to 20. So you do that. Yeah. And even though you only find the claw, you can guess how big the Eurypterid would have been. How much did it weigh? I don't know. You do not know. Sophia, did you find out how much it weighed, would have weighed? No. August, how much did it weigh? 400. It weighed 400 pounds. Yep. What else is 400 pounds? 500 pounds. <laughs> That's close. August, what else is 400 pounds? Piano! <laughs> I know that pianos probably Hello? range in size, but I guess a piano is about 400 pounds. Piano? Yeah. As far as animals go, a gorilla is about 400 pounds, but a tiger, a bear, what else? August? Banana? Really big banana, maybe, but... Biggest banana ever made out of steel. So yeah, it was big. Eight and a half feet is really big, but I still kind of imagine in my mind as like as a bug, like a skinny bug. But it's not. Yeah. It, it weighed as much as a gorilla. It it bothers me a little bit. So it was not. It was not like skinny. I mean, it, it had a hard shell, maybe. So the shell probably weighed a lot. But yeah, four hundred pound scorpion bug that swam in the lakes and rivers. You put that all together, and that is scary. Yeah. Okay. If, I you, if you saw that in real life, run away and scream, or maybe you could try to ride it. Yeah, oh, oh. boy, riding it, I don't know. Uh, okay, so this word, this claw, it's part of a, a group um, of claws. It's called a chelicera. Did anybody see that word or hear that word? I may have, but I, was, I might have just been like, I, you know what? I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Yeah. So where was this claw attached to? To this the um, head. To the head, right? This is part of what the Celicera is. Yeah. So it almost They're looks not, like... on next to their legs. Yeah. So the Celicera, and I might be pronouncing that wrong as well, but that's a specific type of claw. It's called, call it a, a mouth appendage. So those claws are actually extending out from, if you could think of like where the end of your mouth is, where your lips come together on each side. If you can think of a kind of a forearm and then this giant claw attached to that coming out on both sides. So how big was that claw? How big was the claw that they found? Uh, 46 centimeters. Okay, Sophia, do your quick calculation metric to inches. Can you figure that out? 
Um, I need a computer. <laughs> well, it was about, it's about 18 inches. So the claw alone was about 18 inches. Last week when we did our giant dragonfly, we had the body was 17 inches. So about the same size. Do you remember what we said? A doorway. No, a doorway was the wingspan. Of oh, yeah. The body, remember what it was? Okay, oh, August, um, five-year-old arm. A five-year-old <laughs> arm, yeah. <laughs> and Marcus, a five-year-old arm. So now everybody put your arms in the air, both of them, and, and hit them together. Hit them together. That's, what a, that's, that's the size of a Eucalopterus's claw. Wait, just one claw? Just one claw, because the claw is 18 inches long. And it's got two sides. It's got a pincer. So it's 18 inches like this. That is so big. Isn't that huge? It, it makes sense when you think about when you think about that it's eight and a half feet long and it's going up to the ceiling. That's just a fraction of its size. So if you invited a eucalyptus to a party and you asked to put his hands in the air, he would not be able to. Yeah. You would wave him around like you just don't care. Everybody else should care because it's dangerous. <laughs> so on this claw, on this Celicera, Celicera, what was on the claw? What did the claw look like? It's not just like two smooth sides that clamp together, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and like a lobster claw with all the little pokies. <laughs> like little pokies. Those are called serrations. Like a steak knife. Yeah. The serrations, August, do you remember how big each one of those serrations was? As big as a tiger tooth. So each one of those serrations was as big as a tiger canine tooth. That was really loud, August. <laughs> but that's big. Isn't that huge? So not only is its claw the size of a five-year-old's arms clamping together like they're, like they're cheering above their head, now attach a bunch of tiger teeth to the inside of your arms and do it. <laughs> that would be crazy. That's horrifying. Yeah, you like your fingers were turned and they were covered with spikes. Covered were, with spikes. And they were like, if you had that type of arms, what would be the first thing that you'd want to try to grab? Some some cake. Some cake. I would, yeah. I was thinking I would want to jump into a big, big pile of balloons. That's probably better than just grabbing cake. <laughs> I mean, What's that? I would give fish to it. You would feed fish to it? <laughs> Do you like to eat fish? Mm, no. What's your favorite food, Marcus? Mac and cheese. So I think what you'd want is you'd want there to be like a whole pool full of mac and cheese and then you just jump in head first <laughs> with your arms and your tiger teeth on your arms and just start going. Climbing <laughs> a tree would probably be interesting. You climb a tree? It would be interesting. You'd be able to climb a tree pretty fast. You All you'd have to yeah. do is, yeah, you'd be like on one of those uh, outdoorsman shows where the people climb up the trees really fast, but you just do it with your arms. Yeah. Cool. What else did it look like? So it had this big claw. What else did it look like? Like, what was the rest of its body? 
Yeah, Marcus, you're showing us a picture right now. Can you explain to us what? I mean, it kind of looks like a scorpion, right? Yeah. But it doesn't sting. Yeah, that's right. So it doesn't have a stinger and it doesn't have venom. They look a lot like lobsters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Other like hard-shelled sea creatures, kind of. Yes. Did anybody figure out what the furthest back piece of its body was called? This came up a lot for August and I when we were doing research. August, what was it called? Pencil. Nope, try again. Telson. So the Telson, did anybody else hear that word? Yeah, Telson. The Telson is like the furthest back fin. August, what would that Telson do? Like a tail on a shark, but different like a whale. Yeah. Because otherwise, it didn't really have many fins, right? Yeah, just three. I mean, if you look at a picture, it just kind of looks like it's one of those animals that just kind of crawl on the ocean floor a bit. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it's Not a crawler yeah. and maybe a slow swimmer, like a slow, slow floater. So, because how many legs did it have? Six. Yeah, keep saying it. Six. So it had these two front claws, these Celicera. And it had six legs. And what we read is those back two, if you look at a picture, the back two are a little bit bigger, a little bit wider. Those may be served as somewhat of a of fins or paddles. So they kind of yeah. use that, they kind of like would you know flutter with that along with their telson, and that would kind of move them along with kind of maybe just walking. I don't know. I like I kind of want yeah. to see one. It would probably look so weird. Yeah, Marcus, you're pointing at so you see those those two kind of bigger little side fins that almost look like little uh, tiny wings. Kind of like what, Sophia? Boat oars, the back. Yeah, good point. It kind of looks like uh, if you were in, if that thing was a, was a boat, a canoe, that's where your kind of oars would be. Yeah. Okay. So Sophia said this word earlier. We talked about Eurypterids. What is a Eurypterid? An arthropod. A eurypterid is an arthropod. What is a eurypterid specifically? Arthropods are a bigger umbrella term. A eurypterid fits underneath that umbrella. You know what a eurypterid is? A couch. A couch? Is that what you said, Marcus? A couch? Close, but not quite. It's not a couch. Not a couch. <laughs> That's a sea scorpion. So all of the different types of sea scorpions were eurypterids. Okay. Yes. So now you said the other word that's that's important though. It's an arthropod. What is an arthropod? Um, a sea banana. A banana. <laughs> uh, close again, but not quite. Although that's interesting that you say banana, because arthropods are invertebrates. They don't have a spine, and a banana kind of doesn't really have a spine. Yeah. So if there was an arthropod of the fruit world, I would say that it's a banana. Yeah. It's long, like it would have a spine, but it doesn't really. You can just break it, right? Just to make sure that your banana is boneless and you have an arthropod That's fruit. right. So what is what else about an arthropod? An arthropod is an invertebrate. Um, well, it has an exoskeleton. Um, like, Say that like, again, August. Say that it again. It has an exoskeleton. So it has an exoskeleton. They have okay. segmented bodies. Yep. 
So uh, we're, talking, we're talking about scorpions, but also insects and spiders are all arthropods. Yeah. So what makes the Eucalopterus uh, important amongst the arthropod mm -hmm. family? It's the pod. It's the biggest one. It's the biggest one ever, right? Yes. The biggest arthropod, arthropod ever. Arthropod. Okay, when did the Gecoloptorus live? It was the Devonian, the late Devonian, and the late Permian. Yeah, I mean, we kind of got out of the Permian age a little bit. This, these Woo! things started in the Devonian age, right? Which was before the Permian age. It was 500 to 250 million years ago. 500 to 250 million years ago. It was, yeah, it was a long time ago. That's about right. So the Devonian age, they think, was about 420 to 360 million years ago. But this didn't just live during the Devonian age. It, it kind of lived be right before that, and it lived after that, into the Permian age. Mm -hmm. um, but really when it excelled, <laughs> when it took off and kind of survived what was really the demise of the Eurypterids was during the end of the Devonian era, age. So when a lot of the smaller Eurypterids weren't able to survive, these were able to survive because of their immense size. So they kind of continued on until uh, the Permian age. Yeah, they had zero predators because they're huge. They, for most of their life, they were the apex predator. They were the biggest thing in the sea. But they weren't. Not forever, but for a while. Were they herbivores or carnivores, Marcus? Carnivores. Carnivores, yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Nadavi, what are you eating? Pretzels? Um, pretzels. Nice. Would a Eurypterid eat pretzels? No? I don't think there were pretzels back then, so it's hard to know. So what did they eat? You already mentioned this, Sophia. Other arthropods and fish. So think about this. You go down, you go to a lake, and instead of having to worry about little fish maybe nibbling on your toes, you have to worry about an eight-and-a-half-foot scorpion in the water. Would you go swimming? No. No. If there was a I would not. You would not? <laughs> if there was a sign that said, caution, Eucalypterus lives here, beware. We would know about it, and we'd be like, okay, let's not swim, but then people such as my little brother would run into the water. Yeah, right. Yeah. Some people would take the risk because they think it'd be cool. And some people don't know what a Eucalypterus is. That's right. You'd see that and think, oh, a little scorpion? Well, who cares? No, it's eight and a half. They wouldn't be able to make a sign big enough. Oh. They would have, like, included a description and be like, eight and a half feet, carnivorous, don't mess with him. Claws the size of his little boy's arms. <laughs> okay, what happened to the Eucalopterus and all the other living uh, Eurypterids? What happened? It got ate by a tree. <laughs> got ate by a tree. A carnivorous tree that... Now, long prehistoric. Yeah, I don't know if we'll have to try to do another episode on the on the carnivorous trees. <laughs> what? I did not know that there was carnivorous trees. I just I made it up. There are coniferous trees, but not carnivorous trees. I don't think. Mm -hmm. So what did happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharks. Well, what what were the name for? What's the name? Did you find the name for what the first kind of fish were that would have ate? Plopterus. yeah. Anybody find that word? Placoderm. So they were called placoderms. 
Not a pachyderm. That's a fun word to say. Yeah, so not a pachyderm. Pachyderm, yeah, is a large mammal with thick skin, like an elephant, rhino, and hippo. So that's not what this was. This is a placoderm. So a pachyderm with an L. Placoderm. And basically what those were, they were armored fish. And one of them yeah. was what, August? The Dunkleosteus. The Dunkleosteus, yeah. Which is a, the Dunkleosteus. <laughs> so they couldn't compete. It wasn't necessarily that the, the placoderms went straight for the Eurypterids as for food, but it was another example of, uh, like last week we talked about, birds ate what the Meganeuropsis was eating. So these armored yeah. fish, these placoderms came about, and sure, they did actually feed on some Eurypterids, but mostly they just ate all the food that the, the Gecolopterus needed to survive. Yeah, and then they're like... Yeah. And then they started to feed on them as well. Yeah, so... So I have these questions that are, I want to be our listener questions, okay? Mm -hmm. but, I don't, but I don't want to say them, so can I ask you each to say one? Yes. Um, how did they determine the size of the Gecolopterus? What's a telson? Yeah, thank yeah. You. very good. What is an arthropod? Very good. And they can, I don't know. Eat a banana? They can eat a banana if they get it right. And then they can comment in the comment section of the podcast and tell us what the answers to those questions are. Okay. That's a wrap on prehistoric podcast number three. Up, I'll see you guys all next week, right? Yes. Yeah. You will yep. see um, me. Bye. Bye. Bye, August. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Snoodles.